Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Small Business Sessions powered by Zero. My name is Emma Jones, founder of Enterprise Nation, and I am very happy that the topic that we're covering today, which is how you start and grow a successful retail business, we have a great entrepreneur who's got all the credentials to talk to this topic. He is the excellent James Gold, who's one of three co-founders of Skinny Dip London. Welcome, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Lovely to have you here. I know you've just flown in from a trip around Asia where you're expanding the business. But before you tell us about that, which is the exciting time of the moment, uh, let's go back to the beginning. How did Skinny Dip London start? I graduated university in 2008, which was probably one of the worst times that one could graduate. Started working in finance and was pretty miserable doing it. And remember having a conversation with my best friend who I went to school with, who was in the Apple store. And I remember him speaking to me and saying, I can't believe that there's 10 or 12 companies are all selling iPhone covers and they're all doing the same thing, black and white and gray. And I remember us speaking and thinking that a phone case could be a fashion accessory and having the idea that we would try and start a business myself my friend and my brother and we would give it a go of trying to design fashion phone cases and try and sell them into fashion retailers and uh, see if anyone wanted them Um, and that was kind of the initial idea of kind of what led us to start skinny them and everyone will be very glad to know people do want different kind of phone cases and in fact just before this podcast interview today someone in the office said to me a boy in the office he said every girl I meet she's got a skinny dip phone case or a skinny dip something so let's kind of figure out how you've managed to go from idea to this so how did you start retailing did you start by selling online did you open a shop did you do a pop-up how did it all begin so when we first started we were extremely young very inexperienced and incredibly naive and the first thing we actually did is we typed in phone case china because we went to the apple store and we turned around the back of all the packaging of the brands that were stocked in there and everything said made in china we had no prior experience working in the far east we um had never been there before so we typed it in and we found there was an exhibition on in hong kong um, and we thought okay this is an opportunity to go somewhere new and exciting it seemed incredibly glamorous and we booked a ticket to Hong Kong. We went out to this convention, which was an electronics exhibition by Hong Kong Airport. And we spent three days walking around this conference, looking at every single supplier across China who goes there to show, you know, show their factory and get business. And we went in there, ended up kind of coming out with a list of about 200 names, flew back to London, uh, typed in every um, retailer that we could think of and tried to get the details of every buyer. And then hit the phones and tried calling everyone and eventually managed to get a meeting with River Island. I think their buying team was so kind of frustrated with the amount that we were contacting them. We were driving them crazy that they gave us almost a pity meeting for 10 or 15 minutes. And we went in there with the idea of selling them fashion phone cases. And I say fashion. um, (laughs) It was my business partner, Lewis, who uh, did philosophy at university that decided to sketch up the phone case designs and looking back now they they weren't our best and they're certainly not what skinny dip is today and we went in there for this kind of advice meeting and i remember us saying to them there's no fashion retailer in the uk that sells phone cases your customer that goes in and buys clothes and all the types of accessories that you're selling will have an iphone and if it's the right print they'll buy it and i remember that uh, them 
kind of giving us an order and us leaving their office and thinking, oh my word, like that's incredible. But how are we going to make <laughs> What it? do we do now? Um, it, exactly. It was like a feeling of euphoria followed by a huge feeling of panic and anxiety that we realised, oh my word, we've, we've taken this order on and that we've got a delivery to hit in two months time. And we have not got the first idea on how to make something and how to import it over and deliver it. So um, it was a massive uh, being thrown into the deep end and either swimming or sinking. You've swum and I know you've got production sorted. You are now in ASOS, you're in Selfridges, you're in Urban Outfitters, um, but you've also got your own retail, well, concessions and shops, actually. So you literally are kind of across the board. Uh, tell me the decision when you said, right, we're selling really well in other retailers. Let's open our own shop. I think Carnaby Street was your first shop. What was yeah, the thinking well, behind to going that? Into retail, I, w- I always say that we fell into retail by accident because once we took our first order on, one became two customers, two became five. And before long, we had a list of about 10 to 12 retailers that we were working on a wholesale basis with and it just so happened that Topshop for us was the kind of ultimate retailer that we wanted to work with and we were at this charity night and the CEO of Arcadia was at the same event and we thought well we can't seem to get the door open for us at Topshop we'll go and we'll introduce ourselves to him and I remember him saying to us um you know um I don't get involved in buying decisions, but I'm happy to put you in touch with the team and they can decide if they're interested or not. And, you know, he was a man of his word. He put us in touch with the Topshop team. And I remember them saying that they'll give us a four-week pop-up concession in their flagship in Oxford Circus. And I think the first thing we did was Google what was a concession um, because we were completely unaware that essentially it was Topshop giving us the opportunity to put a stand into their Oxford Street location and pay them a commission based on the sales that we would hit. And they would review it after a few weeks. And if we weren't hitting a certain uh, revenue every single week, they would then obviously remove us and replace us with somebody else that that could hit that revenue. So we went into this kind of concession agreement um, thinking, well, you know, hopefully it works really well. And then they wholesale, uh, you know, wholesale our range and all their other 200 stores. And we launched in 2013, August 2013, in Topshop Oxford Circus. And we took the week's target in a day. And all of a sudden, it opened up a whole new world to us that we could decide how the products looked and what products to stock and how it was merchandised. And we could staff it. And before long, we were in over 150 Topshop concessions and performing really well. But the next step for us was we wanted our own flagship store. You know, our e-commerce side of our business was growing. And I think whilst e-commerce is great, the thing that a store does that you can't necessarily get online is it gives your brand and business a personality and an identity and we were very fortunate that we had a really great opportunity to work with Shaftesbury who are the landlords that um, run the Carnaby estate and they offered us a site and that was the start of our first store. And I remember listening to you speak at one of our events previously, and you said a really interesting thing, which is when you first opened Carnaby Street, you weren't necessarily opening it to make money as a shop. And I think this is interesting when so many people are thinking, what's happening to the high street? People can't make money in shops anymore. That was never actually your intention with the shop. So talk us through the thinking behind that. It's actually not just the thinking about retail. It sounds very kind of not very commercial to say to say this but it's true is that we don't 
we're not motivated by making as much money as possible. I think what is our motivation, myself and my partners on a day-to-day basis, is how can we build the biggest brand in the world that we can look back and feel proud of in the future? And uh, I remember listening to a podcast with the founder of uh, Patagonia, the outerwear uh, outerwear brand based in the US. And uh, the founder said that when he makes business decisions, he's not making the decisions to how it can benefit the company tomorrow. He's making decisions which will benefit the company in one year, three years, five years, 10 years. And I love that kind of um, way of thinking. So for us, when we go into something, it's how is this going to help build and benefit Skinny Dip long term, not short term? And I think if you go into things purely from commercial reasons, you don't always go in in the right way. So for us, opening up retail was all about giving our brand and our business a real identity and giving customers a skinny dip experience, which we felt was lacking on the high street. And if the stores would make money, then brilliant. That would be an added kind of benefit. But it wasn't the sole motivation for doing for, for opening uh, shops. And let's just talk a little bit about your presence overseas. So you have just come back uh, from Tokyo. Um and China. So I don't know whether that was looking at production or sales. But when it comes to selling overseas, which you're doing a great job of, I've been into your skinny dip store in New York. And so uh, you literally are worldwide. Do you go with the skinny dip London tag when you go sell outside of the UK? So I guess the question is, do you see that customers from overseas are wanting to buy something that's made or designed in Britain? Yeah, I think it is a selling point. Uh, I think ultimately it's not the be all and end all, but I definitely think it has um, merits being a you know UK based brand and selling overseas. So um, for us international, um, you know, we we were very early on. We realised we wanted to try and be international. That the UK is a wonderful market, but it's also a relatively small market. You know, we're a country with sixty million people. You compare that to the size of countries like the US and places in the far east and you know for us it was about looking at the business globally um but the other reason we brand as skinny dip london is our website is skinnydiplondon.com so it's about when you are uh, trading multi-channel trying to drive people that no, mo- may not necessarily go into one of your stores or one of your wholesale partners online and with our website being skinny dip london that it made most sense to brand it that way and all great things come on a dot com, uh, enterprisenation.com. We're big supporters that it helps you go global from the outset, which has definitely kind of helped you. And where do you see the next couple of years, James? I love this wonderful vision that you've got, all three of you as co-founders saying we want to build the biggest brand. What do you see as the next couple of years in terms of where that focus comes from then? So everything you're saying is let's build this huge brand. Let's do well. What, what does that look like for you in the next couple of years? Well, I think ultimately it's being happy doing something, um, which is for me uh, and my partners the most important thing. Um, we love what we do. We enjoy it. You know, I, I got off the plane from Tokyo yesterday and I wanted to go straight into the office, not because I had to, but because I wanted to. Um, America is a great um, opportunity for us. I, I think a lot of people who I speak with that have bigger businesses or smaller businesses than ours, you know, have this fear of. Um, you know, we, 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 we can't trade internationally and our mentality is, is why not um, so America is a good place to start it's 
speak the same language. A lot of the culture, whilst different, there's a lot of similarities as well. We've got stores opening in Santa Monica and Los Angeles. We've got a store opening in Tyson's Corner in Virginia, a shopping centre. Um, hopefully they trade well. If they do, we'll start expanding more into uh, the US. And then I think the Far East is a really interesting opportunity as well. You know, going out in Japan and seeing the Japanese retail market, which was incredible. We've got an opportunity to start working with some really great Japanese retailers, which I'm very keen to kind of expand into. And then also markets like China. I still think there's, um, you know, there's a wonderful opportunity to expand in the right way in the Chinese market. So um, they're kind of our main areas that we're looking at. But we're also a very flexible business. You know, we've, we've kept that startup fill. Um, even today, we still consider ourselves a startup. And being a startup, I feel you have to have a degree of flexibility. But whilst we have areas that we are focused on targeting, if something else came around and we thought, wow, that's a great opportunity, we'd roll with it. Well, it's wonderful to hear in uh, today's political age that this young entrepreneur, there's no stopping you and export is definitely still on your agenda. So I'm going to continue to watch you trot around this globe and build that business worldwide. So James Gold, thank you so much for joining us at what I know is an incredibly busy time for you and Skinny Dip as you scale the world. Thanks for coming along and very best wishes for ongoing success in the next couple of years. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be involved with Enterprise Nation. Thank you. Thank you. That was the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation powered by Zero. Go to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast to find out more. And big thanks to audio and podcast production service Podrafi for producing this show. See you next time.